is Melanie, and you're joining us on the Pardesi podcast. And I'm joined today with Samarpita Dutta, who is a contributor to BaliBrit.com, which is a fantastic website blog about all things Bollywood. And if you've never checked it out, you really need to. And I contacted um, Sam- Samarpita recently because she just had an article that came out all about the women in 2018 and the Hindi film industry and what amazing year it has been. So Samarpita, tell everyone your Twitter handle right away and then let's uh, let's dive in to discuss this amazing article. All right. Well, first of all, hi, everybody. Great to be on your podcast, Melanie. Um, so my Twitter handle is Lipstick Patrol. That's Patrol with an A. And uh, funny story, I actually started a makeup blog because that's my other thing. And oh, that's wow. why yeah, and that's why I have that handle because it was supposed to be about my about my blog, but then I realized it was just too much effort and I abandoned it. <laughs> and so and then I just went into my other love, which is Bollywood. Yeah. So um yeah, so no, um I've been writing for Bollywood for a few years now. Um it's been a beautiful collaboration. I love writing for him. Uh, he's been he's been doing it for a long time now, and the website's amazing. A lot of articles. So, uh, and this we should year- say that Jay is the one that started Bali Brit, and there's just a number of contributors for oh, yes, of around course, the yes. world. Yes. So we've got we've got Sal and the Bad Pun, who also came on your show on a previous yeah. episode. And we've got uh, we've got Z. She is I don't know if you follow her, Melanie. Z Zumimu one. I don't know if I do or not. I'll have to double check. Uh, yeah, my well, Twitter yeah she's she's written a few articles. And then we've got Brooke. Uh, yes. I, yes. On uh, she's on Twitter as Emma Krellin. Um, and we've got Anish, his, uh, his, uh, Twitter handle. He's not on Twitter as such, but his Twitter handle is Anjo, uh, some, and there's a number sequence. I forgot what it was, but no, we're a bunch of contributors and, you know, we're all, it's all something that we do as a passion project, really. We're all working full time, you know, um, but right. we, 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 um, spend our spare time writing articles for this site. So no, it's a great site. And, um, yeah, if you notice a slight accent, Samarpita is calling me from Auckland, New Zealand, which is amazing. That's the other thing that's awesome. Is oh, yeah. literally the contributors are all around the world, which is definitely what I think is fantastic. Definitely, because Jay is British. Well, he's not British, but he's uh, lived in the UK for a very, very long time. Originally from Malawi. Um, of Indian origin, so it's very complicated. <laughs> and uh, Sal is, of course, of Bangladeshi origin and uh, Bangladeshi and Indian, and lives in Chicago. And Brooke is American, and of oh, so many, you know, different sort yes. of very diverse. <laughs> right, right, and that's one thing I love about it. It's um, it's one of the few places online where there were both. Uh, Desi voices and non-Desi voices. I'm sure everyone knows my my name of my podcast is Pardesi because I am an outsider mm. and I, you know, and it was one of those few places where I said, oh, there's other people on this site like Brooke who are just like me. They're passionate about Indian yeah. cinema, but yeah. they didn't necessarily grow up watching it. So, yeah. but I love the perspective of your article. It really talked about how different 
And this is, again, coming as an outsider. I didn't grow up with all the famous actresses of the 90s. Of course, I've been mm. playing catch-up of watching all of these old, great films of Madhuri Dixit and Kajol and, mm. um, and everyone. And, and it's interesting how back in the day, once someone got married they just sort of faded away. And I don't know if it, it was just like you said in your article, it was sort of the patriarchy. They didn't really weren't offered roles, I guess. And, and, and so an actress had a very limited time to yes. have her career. Yep. And so it seems amazing now, but like Sri Devi started, I think when she was 13 years old or something crazy Actually like that. Four. She started when she was four. She started as a child artist and she was doing a lot of um, uh, South Indian language films like Tamil and Telugu. And yeah. so she didn't graduate to the leading heroine roles until she was 13 or 14. That's when she started the, you know, the sort of lead roles. But technically, if you look at how long she's actually been in the industry, it's been she was four years old, which is incredible when you think about yeah. the fact that, you know, um, she obviously passed away in 2018 in February um, and she was 54 at the time. And she amassed an, an incredible legacy of more yeah. than 300 films it's it's absolutely mind-boggling to think of yeah. the sheer amount of hard work that she had put in and speaking of Sri Devi I distinctly remember in the late 90s around 19 I think 1997 1998 you know I was um yeah, I was like this prepubescent preteen, like, and um, Sri Devi word around word got around because you know in the nineties you didn't really have the internet as such, so right, um, you yep. know the only sort of news you'd get would be through film magazines like Filmfare and Stardust, etc. And, and Stardust was like the low grade gossip rag, whereas Filmfare had a little bit more credibility. And um, Sri Devi got married to Boni Kapoor, who was a uh, you know big producer back in the day. Yep. And um, and everyone around me, my pe my mother especially, she was like, oh, no, she got married. So that means we won't see her on screen again. So that sort of attitude and that sort of, uh, you know, the, this whole thing of like an actress marrying and then sort of slowly fading away from the limelight was just an accepted fact. And everybody took it as a given that if you got married, you were going to fade out. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it was even a sort of a plot line in uh, that uh, Shiva Khan movie, Om Shanti Om. Like, mm. she had the secret mm. marriage because if it was known that she was actually married, yeah. then, you know, she couldn't act anymore, which is, I mean, it's just, it, like you say, it's mind boggling. But uh, yeah. thank God things have changed. And, yeah. you know, because it's, uh, there aren't as many roles for these older actresses, although it was really. Uh, a shame is that Sri Devi was having a renaissance. She was coming back and doing she films. She was, yes. I I remember when she did English for English in 2012. It was such, it was so amazing to see her on screen again because she is an amazing, she, sorry, was, was yeah, an amazing I actress. I know, it's hard to, still hard to deal with it. Uh, she was an amazing actress and it was just so great to see her on screen, you know, just re reworking her magic basically. And then she took a bit of a break after English for English, but of course, because it was it it did so well and it 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 was hand it was um, accepted so well by audiences in India and abroad. 
people really wanted her to do more films. And I think I remember her doing some interviews saying like, oh, you know, I'll have to consider whatever article, oh, sorry, whatever uh, films I do very carefully because of the fact that my own daughter is going into the industry now and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. She was very, the, the, that's the reason why I said in my article that she went on a self-imposed hiatus because for someone off Sri Devi's level, I don't think the film offers ever went completely away. Right. It's just that she herself chose not to do them. Yeah. I mean, so she, she did the film Mom, which yes. was a thriller. Yeah. And while it's not my favorite film ever, she still had, an, because it's Sri Devi, of course it was an amazing performance. Mm. Yeah. And she, as you said in your article, she had signed to act opposite Sanjay I believe. And, yeah, in Kalank. Yeah. yeah. She was supposed to be paired opposite him. And then sadly, she passed away before uh, they even started shooting the film. And then Madhuri Dixit Nene stepped in. And I think it was just a very sweet gesture on Madhuri's part because back in the days, back in the 90s, Sri Devi and Madhuri were head to head. It was always Sri Devi versus Madhuri. And, and then Juhi was also there as well. It was just like yeah. this, you know. This uh, sort of, I wouldn't say rivalry almost. It was just more like, ooh, who's signing which film? Whose film is right. becoming a hit, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, well, yeah. and it's and, and it's just a shame because you could just imagine, <clears throat> oh, yeah, what did, you know, just to see her on screen again. I mean, I was so looking forward to it. And mm. it was so bittersweet seeing her very short cameo in Zero. Yeah. Where she was playing, I mean, she was just being herself. She wasn't acting a role and just the few lines that she had i mean i didn't even grow up watching her and i was getting a little choked up just (laughs) seeing her on on the big screen again it was uh it was very bittersweet and and i i'm glad though that madari is is coming back and doing some more films too i haven't i haven't had a chance to see her marathi film the bucket list yet but you know, I I wish there were. I mean, it's the same thing in Hollywood. Older mm-hmm. actresses struggle to find roles where they're not just playing a mother. You know, yeah. and uh, so you know, it's it's not that it's so much better in Hollywood necessarily. But you know, I'm glad that that they that she, you know she is is doing this film now with Sanjay. That's exciting to me. That you know it's going to be a big meaty role and not just her sitting on the sidelines playing somebody's mom. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And I I touched on this in the article as well. The fact that they brought in, they replaced who was previously an age appropriate actress for, you know, someone of Sanjay Dutt's age with another actress, again, who's age appropriate is quite a big deal because they could have easily obviously without knowing the plot line without knowing the character arc or anything like that it's hard to say what they could have gone in but you know there is a tendency in the hindi film industry to pair you know uh an actor who's uh, 50 something with an actress who's 20 something Right. You know. It very well could have been Priyanka or something like that. You yeah, know? <laughs> ex- exactly. And I just think that these these older actresses, they sort of have their time in the sun. And then when they get married, they, and I hate using this term, but they basically, uh, their shelf life expires. And yeah. that is what the thinking of the industry used to be. And then they would just, they would hopefully... 
uh, come back in future films, but always as a side character, as a, yeah. you know, as sort of like, uh, like I said in my article, like a, some sort of benevolent, like sister-in-law or older sister or something like that. Right. And, or and, like uh, Jaya Bachchan, you know, always yeah. playing the mother and ro- mother the mother, roles in all yes, of those films. Exactly. Not that she doesn't excel at doing that, but, but you yeah. know. Yeah, but I think I think it's important. Um, and I, I think Alisa, Bollywood newbie, she actually tweeted about this. She tweeted about Badhaiho and how it's a story that touches on a, like the romance and sexuality angle of an older woman, which is hardly ever explored in the Hindi film industry. And I think we need more stories out there about old women exploring the love life or exploring their sexuality or something like that because those there's a real paucity for those and right. I think and, and they are in that scene which uh, because of that's the age that I am you're mm-hmm. there's a lot of drama because you're in sort of a sandwich between the caring for your almost adult children or young adult children who still yeah. need you mm-hmm. and aging parents who you need to care for and yeah. and that relationship dynamic with your parents can be changing at yeah. that age as yeah. ill health comes in or whatever. So, yeah. um, I mean, but hi ho touched on that, you know, this was not mm. a young Bahu and young daughter-in-law and no, yet there were still no. issues. Yeah. And, but they did talk about, I mean, that was what made the grandmother, you know, really stand up saying, this mm. is the daughter-in-law who stood by me, who was who slept on the floor next to my hospital bed when I was in ill health. You know, where were you? You know, to the <laughs> other woman. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, and so, yeah. There's a lot of drama, and I yeah, I loved that film because it. How rare was it to see that affectionate uh, relationship of the of the parents? I mean, that script very well could have been just concentrated on Ayushman Karana's character and his romance. And yet they gave so much screen time to his parents in the film. And it was, it was just such a delightful movie. I, I really enjoyed that one. And, and it was so different. Like you say, why can't we have more stories like that? There was, that's one of the most successful movies of the entire year. <laughs> okay. So I must confess, I haven't watched Badhaio yet. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> what? No, no, but I will, I will see. Soon, I uh, I don't know if it released here. That's the problem. The other I day, think I tried it's to... on. Uh, I don't know it... if you have Hot Star, if it's the same, but I believe it is on Hot Star. Yeah. So, okay. I think yeah. it just came on to... because, yeah. I mean, we just got Hot Star in the U.S. and I've been enjoying my uh, new subscription because now I can instead of looking for bootleg copies of Coffee with Quran, I can <laughs> <laughs> I can watch, can watch the episode the, the same day as everybody else. <laughs> But let's go back to the younger generation of yeah. women. Yeah. That, what an amazing year this was. As you pointed out, all of these weddings, these amazing, huge, even one of these weddings alone would have made for a big year. But to have Sonam's wedding oh and to goodness, have yes. Deepika's wedding and to have Pri- <laughs> Priyanka's wedding all in the same year, it was... It, it was a lot. It was amazing. It was, I, I, honestly, I think this year will forever be looked down, you know, in in, in the future as the year, you know, the yeah. year for weddings, basically, because it's it's absolutely unprecedented for so many like A-list actresses to get married around the same time. This has actually never happened before. 
and Sonam Kapoor, Deepika Padukone, and Priyanka Chopra. These three have been there. And what's interesting is that, apart from Priyanka, actually, Sonam and Deepika debuted the same year, actually on the same weekend, because Savarya oh, and Om Shanti Om actually released the same weekend. So they have been in the industry for exactly, like, you know, the exactly the same amount of time. And Sonam got married in June, I think it was, June 2018. Yeah, I think so. And her wedding was also another unprecedented event because I haven't seen a celebrity wedding that had this level of media access. They, oh, my gosh. Yes. They fully opened up the doors to the media. And I've never, ever seen a couple do that. Usually the last big celebrity wedding between two actors, actually, was Saif Ali Khan and Karina Kapoor Khan. And that wedding was just, you know, you only saw those grainy cell phone pictures that some guests took. They never opened up their their wedding to the media. So we don't actually know what went on. But Sonam's wedding just said this, like, it said the bar high because you know exactly what went on, who was doing what, all the Instagram stories, (laughs) social media posts, etc. And then that was just one wedding. And then you had Deepika. And then you had Priyanka. And then before Sonam, there was Anushka Sharma. (laughs) So right. It was absolutely insane. It's been an incredible year for them, I think, in terms of their personal life, but also in terms of their professional life. It's been fantastic as well, because one thing that really binds them all is the fact that they're creating opportunities for themselves as well. The fact that Sonam and Ria make a production team. I mean, they're sisters, but they also produce films together. How awesome is that? It's um, amazing. Yeah, I know. And and they've actually been doing it for a long time now. Um, Sonam and Ria produced Aisha in 2010. That's a long time ago. And yeah. um, then they went on to produce Coop Surat, which was actually in collaboration with Disney. It was part of Disney's trying to Disney trying to make an influx or inroads into the Hindi film industry. And, and they introduced Fawad Khan to Bollywood. So thank you, Sonam and Rhea. Yes, thank you for introducing him to me. That was when I fell for him as well. And I don't know if you saw the coffee with Karan, but uh, one of the questions that Karan asked Sonam was, who do you think you look the best with? And, and she, she said, said <laughs> she said, I look the best with Fawad, but you sent him back. <laughs> it was one of those oh snap moments where you just like he, Karen was like struck speechless there for a minute. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, that was I mean, definitely fit with the Disney brand, that one, because it was sort of he was literally a prince. You know? He was. And, he was. And he was I think he has that regality. Oh, yes. In, in his bearing and the way he carries himself, he just has that regality. So I think the casting for Coop Stewart was spot on because they really did well with casting his role. And yeah. Um, yeah and after that, they were uh, they were in talks for uh, sorry, Sonam and Rhea were in, uh, were rumored to be producing Battle for Bitora. So Battle for Bitora is this uh, book that's written by an Indian author. I forget the name. The name is escaping me right now. But they wrote this book called Battle for Bitora, and it's set in the Indian political scene. And uh, it's about an election between two contestants, uh, and they're vying for a constituency, basically. So they're head to head. But it's sort of like it's a romance novel as well. So they ah. sort of, yeah, so it's sort of like you're my rival, but, you know, damn it, you're attractive. <laughs> <laughs> basically. So there were rumors that they were going to adapt that um 
that book as well. And as we know, Aisha is also an adaptation of Emma. Right. And um, so the and Kubsurat is, you know, a very Disney sort of film. Um, So. The, and then very and then very the wedding which oh my was very the wedding uh, yes which was just this great i know a lot of and the thing is you know we've been talking about the patriarchy etc and how women were you know how women sort of go away when they're older because you know nobody wants to see them or whatever but it's interesting the reactions to the very the wedding tra- uh, trailer when it came out because the number of men that were offended by <laughs> by by sonam swearing it's just like goodness so women can't even swear now <laughs> Yeah, that definitely, I mean, it wasn't exactly like Sex in the City, but it's sort of, I mean, it, in a way it had that vibe. I mean, it was a buddy film, but this mm. time it was about women. And yeah, exactly. there were men in the cast, but they were definitely just supporting characters yes. that were just there. Yes. And how yes. many films have there been about you know, the bro, you know, bro, bromance or you oh, know, a group of guys and the yeah. groom is, you know, doesn't want to get married. And here everything was turned on its head. And Karina was the one that was reluctant to change and get married. And, yes, and, yes. and then, you know, was overwhelmed when the whole wedding thing got out of control. So yeah. it was just a delightful film and just such a kick to see all of those women on screen together because it, it feels like there's so many it's a big deal if you get a couple of male stars in a film together mm-hmm. but then usually you just have one woman you know? yeah and here you had all of them together it was uh, it was just so fun yeah and the thing is when you put three male stars in a comedy together what's usually happened in bollywood is it turns it into a sexist comedy as well because it's, you know, I'm thinking of films like Total Dhamal, the musty films, etc. Those just turn into this, you know, this awful sort of genre that I just really do not like watching. And here yeah. you have four women who are the lead roles, who are who are also doing comedy. And like, you know, it's it's all very it's it's all very buddy buddy. And it wasn't yeah. it didn't turn into that sort of gross no, sort I mean, of, it was a little bit, yeah. I mean, like you say, there was some language, mm. but uh, really, I mean, I saw it in a packed, packed theater and there were just, you know, standing up at the end and seeing how many women yeah. came out to see yeah. that film, yeah. you know, they were just like, finally, there's a movie really aimed at us. And mm. I took a uh, friend who would, I don't think, I think it was her first Indian film in the theater ever. And oh, really? I, but I just okay. knew, I just knew that she would get a kick out of it because it's, it's very similar to, like I said, a sex in the city, at least like a, a women friendship kind of vibe and a, yeah. and a comedy. And she loved it. She absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a film that is completely flawless. It has its fair no. share of flaws, but it's a fantastic first attempt at trying to hopefully establish a new sort of wave of cinema, which have women in the lead. And I think it shows how shrewd as well Sonam and Rhea are as production partners because they could have easily made Sonam the lead and had Karina as a supporting actress. But the fact of the matter is they understand Karina's box office pull and the sort of uh, the the her 
clout at the box office as well. Yeah. So they made yeah. her the central character. And Sonam was, you know, not that she wasn't a supporting character. Uh, sorry, not that she didn't have a big role, but she wasn't the the person that the film was centered around. Right, and, exactly. Yeah, and and that just shows you the level of the the far reaching um, vision that they have, I guess, as producers. And um, since we're also talking about how much harder the industry is for women, I think we need to also share how Sonam had spoken about how difficult it was to get funding for Vire Their Wedding as well. Um, She mentioned that a film like, uh, what was it, Dishum, I think, uh, with uh, Varun Dhawan and John Abraham managed to get like funding easily without even having... And I'm just going to say it like John is nowhere near a box office as big a star or as as has much a box office pull as Karina and Sonam do together. Right. And um, they managed to get funding just fine. And yeah. Sonam said how how much they've had to struggle to even get people to to even listen to the concept and the script that they had for them to even finance or help financing the film. And that's probably why we saw so many sponsorships in the... Yeah, um, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah. it, the, there was the Uber and the shopping bags. And I mean, it, it was it was almost, it almost became like a comical trope. Okay, what's going to be the next thing that yeah. appears on screen? Yeah. But and, you're right. It yeah. was, it was smart of them to, I, I, they especially, I mean, they, they wove them into the script mostly... You know, there was a reason she was arguing about, no, I'm just going to, I mean, Sonam's character ends up taking an Uber, you know, and, and mm-hmm. she, she's just kind of like, and it was part of the plot point, like, I don't need a man, I can just call the, call an Uber, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and, and so, so they, it wasn't quite as the ridiculous level of, uh, bang bang with the Pizza Hut up in the mountains, like <laughs> for no reason. Uh, you know, so so you know, I've seen much more egregious product placement than what was what was in Verity Wedding, but there was quite a bit of it. And you know, cu- like you say, kudos to them for making it work. You know, they yeah. pulled in all the different strings, yeah. all the different money streams that they could to get the money to get the film made the way that they wanted to make it. Yes, 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 definitely. And um, also, I think uh, a film like Weird the Wedding, it really set off a lot of reactions. I remember there was this person, I don't even know, he's not one of my followers. He came into my mentions when I said it was, you know, such a great film about four women, etc. Good for feminism, blah, blah, blah. And this man just came riding into my mansion saying, that's not a feminist film. If you want to see a feminist film, watch... Uh, and he pointed... To, I forgot the name of some film. And it was about... And that film, the one that he mentioned, was about the suffering of women. And I'm like, mm. not every feminist film has to be about the oppression and the suffering of women. A film that just shows women enjoying themselves, living their life, having some agency can also be a feminist film. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a film that passed the Bechdel test, which is women can be talking to each other Mm. and not just about a man. That that is uh, that's the Hollywood test, which most Hollywood movies don't pass. And (laughs) and, uh, you know, so it's amazing. It's a whole trend of these Mm. women taking their careers in their hands by forming their own production companies. 
And yeah. Anushka, I think, was at the forefront with this. Now, mm-hmm. her like for her film NH10, which she also she produced and also starred in. Yes, that kind of uh, thriller is not necessarily normally my cup of tea. I don't think mm-hmm. I'll ever watch the movie again because it was so intense. Yeah. But I was thrilled for her that she made it happen and she and you know and in the film it's literally she's having to try to rescue her fiance yeah uh and she's the one that you know comes dragging the the lead pipe or whatever to get the the yeah guys yeah you know and i think for her uh for a first-time producer that to um anushka at that point in time when anish chen came out she had been on a somewhat of a hiatus as well she hadn't really starred. She hadn't starred in a film for a while, and I think she did Jab Tak Hajan after NH10 or just before or something like that. But she'd had a real sort of gap in between, and she just went full frontal. You know, like she just went full steam ahead into producing her own film, which was a very risky move at the time because that's a time when you know um, a lot of people just go, you know, just just go around signing every film they can think of just to stay yeah. visible. But she chose to go on a hiatus, and then she produces this really gritty, like gory, uh, very sort of dark film, and. Yeah. Again, as a first-time producer, you want to stick to a safe subject, you know, love, romance, comedy, you know, those are sort of very safe bets because those have a higher sort of resonance as well. Um, gory films have a very, you know, have less of an audience, basically. It's not, they're not family films. And so she... No, but I, I, I do think, though, I mean, she's done uh, also uh, the recent horror film, and I think sometimes... Right. yeah. Yeah, she actually, in some ways, it's smart because she didn't have to do. It could be cheaper, and that she didn't. She didn't have to have the NH10 didn't have to have special effects. It didn't mm. have to have big song and dance numbers. Which, if she'd done yeah. a love story, that would have been an expectation. So, in a way, it might have been more cost effective to try something in the more thriller genre. Oh, yeah. And, okay. I never and, thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and But you're right. It's It was definitely out of the box yeah. for... No one thought of her in that way. You know? Mm. So, and she... So she, the role was out of the box. The movie was very different than a lot of the other fair. I think there's been a lot more gritty stuff coming after that. But I don't know. Just like I said, I haven't been watching since I've been a child. But to me, hmm. it was, uh, like you say, a little bit on the gory side, you know, a darker film. Um, and and so it was really, you know, she, she not only took the reins on your hands of, I'm going to create a role for myself that I want to play but also changed her image and that I, I, I can do more than just play these romantic parts. You know, yeah. I, I have more in me. I can show it was a way to show her range. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then um, her next production after I nation was Filori, which was around, you know, it was like a period love story where she played a ghost. And so yeah. that's, again, another one where she hit it out of the park because she's basically telling people, look, I can be diverse. I can be versatile. I can play a ghost and then in my next film, I'll follow that up with a demon. And then, right. um, um, so no, I think she's done very well for herself production wise. Her films have not done as well commercially. I think the films that she's produced, I mean, 
Um, but I think she is really setting the bar in terms of diverse storytelling. Yeah. And I think they're all solid. I mean, yes. she, uh, yes. they're solid. They're, they're not <clears throat> runaway hits, but they're solid performers. They're, none of them have been described as flops. So, no, um, no. yeah. And no. so I, reading your article, I did not realize that both Dipika Putacone and Priyanka have been starting their own production companies and are looking to do some films in 2019 or 2020. Mm, yeah, so Deepika's is new because um, she, as we all know by now, after Padmavat and the whole controversy surrounding it, she went on a hiatus and and Padmavat releasing in 2018 was somewhat, uh, it wasn't meant to happen. It was supposed to release in December 2017, but then the whole controversy happened with the protests and the riots, etc. So that got yeah. pushed back and then it finally released in January 2018. And um, after that, uh, she went on a hiatus. And I know from my Twitter timeline, I know her fans were like, where is it? You know, we want to film. We want to film. <laughs> and um, so they were clamoring for her to sign a film. But we, as we all know by now, she was yeah. busy planning a wedding <laughs> instead. Right. And, um, and now she's announced a film on an acid attack survivor Um Lakshmi Agarwal. So Lakshmi Agarwal is a person who who became very famous because um, she was an acid attack survivor uh, after being attacked uh, for uh, for refusing someone's attentions. Uh, so there was a guy who used to follow her around, and um, he and she refused his advances, and he threw you know acid on her, yeah. and so it disfigured most of her body and her face. But she chose to not take that as an obstacle, and she went forward and she started you know charities and and sort of raised a lot of awareness towards the cause of acid attack victims. And so her story is very inspirational. And Meghna Gulzar of Razi fame, by the way, um, wanted to make a story on her life. And then she and Deepika decided to collaborate and Deepika decided to produce the film itself. So this is Deepika's first production. And um, she's taken on the job of not only playing this person, but also responsible for, you know, casting, financing, you know, everything and um, I did not realize that the director of Razi Magna was involved with that. That's awesome. I really yeah. no, no, no. And she's. I believe. I believe Magna Golzar is also writing the film. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that is what what is going on. Um, so yeah, right now I think the film is still being scripted, but it's definitely been cast. Vikrant Massey. I'm not sure if you know who he is. You probably do. I don't think so. Uh, Husey's been in quite a few films. I'm sure if you like Googled him and looked up his picture, you would be like, oh, that guy. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So uh, he is uh, playing uh, her partner in the film. So Lakshmi, Lakshmi Agarwal, she went on to uh, sort of buck convention and trend by um, uh, having by living with someone um, that she got romantically involved with and having a daughter with uh, with her partner basically as well. So yeah, her story has been very you know very inspirational, and I think Deepika she said herself in an interview that she felt responsible to, for because you know you're depicting someone's life, so she felt very responsible for the film, and that's why she decided to produce the film. 
Yeah. And I just um, look up I just looked up the crunt and I yes, he is a familiar face. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, because he Dilda Dakney Doe, I think is maybe the one that yes. I remember him from yeah, before, yeah, but was, I see he's yeah. been in several quality films like yes. uh Lutera and so forth. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is one. He's one of those faces. Oh yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly like what I said. Yeah, yeah. And as with regards to Priyanka, now Priyanka's, I think, is quite remarkable because she started a production house called Purple Pebble Pictures with her mother. And um, instead of producing Hindi films like they mostly do, she's actually done something different by going and producing films in other languages, in other Mm. Indian languages, which I think is very remarkable because, you know, other Indian languages do not get as much visibility as, um, you know, India wide as Hindi films do. Of course, you have, you know, um, Telugu films, Tamil, Malayalam, etc. Those industries, they are they're very popular. But if you go up north, most people would not have watched a South Indian film. And so Priyanka being a huge the huge star that she is, is sort of lending her name to producing a film in a language that not many people would normally watch a film in. Like, she produced a Sikkimese film. Now, I don't know if there is a Sikkimese entertainment industry as such, but good on her for producing a film in that language. She's produced a Marathi film. She's produced um, an Assamese film. She's produced a Punjabi film. Um, So I think it's really good for her to be doing that sort of thing. And she's also... She's also showing a lot of shrewdness in terms of diversifying the portfolio of a production house as well, because a production house also produces ads, you yeah. know, like commercials, etc. So that's a steady way of keeping the earnings coming in while also being able to make sure that there's more money to be able to put into, you know, the dream projects like the Marathi film or the Punjabi film or... Yeah. So are these are these um, are these films more like a film festival kind of parallel cinema kind of films, or are they meant to be commercial? Or did she have like a? Uh, I don't know if you know if she uh, got a streaming partnership. Like in in the Hollywood, a lot mm-hmm. of the more smaller films now are maybe being produced by uh, in partnership with Netflix or Amazon Prime, and they may mm-hmm. have a brief theatrical run. But really, mm. they're meant to play on uh, Netflix or something. No. So uh, I don't think, as far as I know, that she is doing streaming deals. But I do know that a lot of her films are the sort of film festival type of films as well. Because I do know Pahuna, which is a film called... Uh, Pahuna, sorry. It's called Pahuna, The Little Visitors, uh, which is her Sikkimese language film is uh, actually did the rounds of the of a film festival somewhere. So I think yeah. she is definitely taking those sorts of smaller films to that level of, um, you know, exposure, which I think yeah. is great because, um, and if you go to the website of her production house, and this is all research I did when I was writing my article, um, their tagline is for uh, for people to come in, submit scripts, um, so they don't have in-house writers. What they have is they want scripts from people and then they have a team that sort of goes through it, approves it, and then they bankroll the film. So they are pretty much encouraging new talent as well, just by being able to just being open to like people submitting scripts. Right. Well, which is yeah. I, I which is also wonderful because mm-hmm. because I definitely feel like 
2018, besides being such an amazing year for women, also mm. was a year where I felt like the script was king. And yeah. films that had really good and inventive scripts did well. And other films where you wondered if there was a finished script when they started the cameras rolling. <laughs> I mean, Plot I've heard, for instance, off. that... Yeah, I've heard, for instance, that Zero... Uh, Shahrukh just signed on. Maybe he just wanted to work with uh, Anand Al Rai, director, because he hadn't mm. worked with him before. I don't know, but I think he heard the concept and part of the story. But I'm, I, I sort of heard one rumor that he, uh, you know, the script wasn't finished when he signed on, and yeah. I mean that's kind of the danger of some of, of this style of directors just yeah. narrating a story to someone, yeah. and there's not an actual script, and then while well, you're signed on and you're in it and you can't, you know, there's only so much you can do once you're in the process. And I don't know if Thugs of Hindustan was uh, similar where it definitely that the <laughs> race three, oh my God, <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, that's what the script is. What it was one of the things that really mm -hmm. let down all of the three uh, big men in the Hindi industry Mm -hmm. And and the the films that did well, like Stree, like About Hi Ho, Andandan, mm -hmm. you know, were films that had good writing, had good scripts. So yeah. I, I'm pleased to hear that that's what Priyanka is putting the emphasis on mm -hmm. of give us give us good script, not mm -hmm. we're looking for young starlets to debut. <laughs> yeah, instance, yeah. You know, I I I have to say though, um, I think because the three Khans, they come from a slightly different generation. In the 90s, up until even, I would say, the 2010s, Hindi films being scripted with a finish and having a finished script before they went into production was kind of an anomaly because they, it was just uncommon to have a finished script. You kind of just had a director that went up to a star and they were like, uh, you know, like they would just be like, wow, look, I have this story for you and the story is about this. And that's why you have the stereotype and a lot of actors laugh about how some directors get very overzealous they, you know, when they're narrating a script because they get really into the character and they start screaming and yelling and shouting while trying to say the dialogues, etc. So that's where that joke comes from. Yeah. But you've had, um, so basically a director would go up to a star and be like, you know, like this story is about this poor, underprivileged man whose wife is, you know, whose wife is handicapped, his dad is blind, and his mother has one leg only. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much every Manmohan Desai film of the seventies. Let's be real, but <laughs> but that's how scripts were narrated back in the day, and so you'd have like uh, all these actors going like, "Okay, yep, sold." You know, I love your story. What the end product turned out to be was almost always different to what the actor had been narrated. But because it yeah. was pretty much an industry where your word was your, you know, your everything. And so if you'd given your nod to a film, you went through with it and you just finished it. So Shah Rukh Khan, Salman Khan, Amir Khan, with the exception of, I think, Amir, Salman and Shah Rukh, I think, are still from that generation. So they're not like, OK, no, I want to see a finished script you yeah. know, I, you need to have this all pegged down before we start production. They're more like, yes, this sounds great in theory. Amir, right. he strikes me more as being a perfectionist. So yeah. I think he would be, of all the three, between the three of them, I think he would be the one that would be the most like, 
oh no, I want, you know, like I suggest that we, you know, finish yeah. this or yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> well, he has done, uh, the films that he's produced, uh, Don Gall and Secret Superstar. Again, both had mm. strong scripts. So mm. I agree with you when it's more under his, uh, production house control. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he, that's one of the things that's a stamp of quality usually that it's yeah. an American yeah. film because he does, he does so few of them and he really takes his time to do it right usually, which is why I think there was such howls of disappointment because normally he has built up this reputation that if he's going to do a film, it's going to mm. be good. Mm. And, and I think that's part of why everyone was so upset. I mean, yeah, for me as an outsider, I was like, yeah, it was okay. But I didn't have that love, love, what? You wasted my money, what? <laughs> you know, you're yeah. doing one film this entire year and this is it? It's, it's, it's interesting because I was having this conversation with Shah, um, the Shah Shaheed. You, you, yeah. You're mutuals with him. Um, yeah. So we were just talking about how Indian audiences – uh, or they see audiences as a whole are very, very passionate about their films and their stars. And that passion sort of doesn't, is not just restricted to uh, the entertainment industry. It comes in sports as well. Like Indian cricket fans will take the loss of, you know, the Indian cricket team losing to heart. Like they will, you know, they'll start rioting and protesting and burn effigies of crickets, of like cricketers if they feel they haven't performed well. Like it's actually insane. And so yeah. when it comes to Hindi films as well, they place so much, expect so much, um, they expect so much from a film star. And when they don't deliver to their expectations, they get very upset. And yeah. again, in the same vein, they're more than willing to give a star, you know, a second, third, fourth, like a hundred, like a hundred chances to redeem themselves. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, Amir Khan had to actually apologize for Thugs of Hindustan. Would that ever happen in Hollywood? I don't think so. They would just be like, yeah, it flopped. Okay, move on to the next project. <laughs> you know? Yeah, mostly they would probably just say yeah like that i mean if it was something like star wars that flopped then there might be people out for blood yeah but i do feel like uh i have found i have found my people in that i'm crazy about movies and i absolutely hmm. love going to see indian films in the theater because i mean i i'm not the same level of fervor you know with a particular fandom like you know like i see but having the whistles when the star comes on, all of that kind of st stuff. And just yeah. having that, yeah. I have to be there first day for a show. Like I mm. had never, I had never heard that phrase before. Oh, uh, yeah. I got involved, you know, <laughs> and that it's, that's definitely a thing. And I, uh, and I just feel like, okay, these are people that care about it just as much as I care about it. And, yeah. and, and that's one of the things that I love about it because you're right. People are so passionate about, yeah, uh, about cinema. It's such a big part of everyone's life, and yeah. it's important to go support your star. It's important. It's you know. It's like I already felt like okay, I have to see zero, even if I don't want to see Shahrukh as a as a dwarf, but I have to go to support. You know, <laughs> I mean, like I've been wrapped up in that whole thing too. But yeah. anyway, back to the women. I mm -hmm. I just think it was an incredible year just seeing the box office for films that women were in compared to the men 
Mm. And, you know, I mean, Anushka obviously was paired like with Varun and Sui Daga, but she had, you yeah. know, here, here's an example of someone who married last year and has not slowed down one bit. I mean, she no, had, no, she had several films this year. I mean, say what you will about zero or whatever, but she was going forward playing it. I'm sure I could see why that would appeal. Okay. I'm going to play someone in a wheelchair that was again, mm. stretching her range and doing something, something different. Yeah. And uh I you know, I'm just excited to see that some of the biggest films of the year mm. it's because the women were in it and not necessarily so much uh not necessarily because they were star-driven films starring men. Yeah. And, and I you know, it's uh it's exciting to see. I mean, why did I well Padma Vad also had Ron Beer, but who's the bigger star? Dipika at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and well, and I had you know, and then we have, uh, uh, you know, the the uh, Simba just came out, and I felt like I was like, wow, this is really the first time Ron Beer is on his own, carrying a film on his own shoulders, and not really sharing it with a woman. You know, I mean, he his debut was because Anushka had already come out, and he was uh, Banja yeah. Jabarat uh, yeah. was really, you know, he was the unknown, and he was pairing with her. Mm. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is really the first one where he's kind of taking the whole thing on his shoulders himself. Mm. And, you know, previously all the other, I mean, all the, the films around Leela, everything was with Dipika as well. You know, he wasn't there on his own. I mean, obviously he was, it, it, he has his own fans and his own appeal, but it was yeah. the two of them together being stronger than than him on his on his own before Simba came out. Yeah. But, so what are some of the other, um, pro so pr is Priyanka signed on? I mean, there was all this speculation. She dropped out of Barat. Does yeah. she have any, is she just completely going into Hollywood or does she, has she looked into doing any films in the Hindi industry coming up in the next year? So apparently she is in talks with Sanjay Leela Bansali to do Hira Mandi. Um, and Hira Mandi is a film that's apparently a three heroine film. So I really hope this gets cast and produced and releases because, you know, a three heroine film is something I don't think we've seen before. Um, yeah. And it's got... Um, uh, there are speculations about Priyanka signing on for the role of a sort of... Uh, a brothel owner that oh my takes gosh. On, yeah i know it's it's supposed to be a really intense film about this woman who sort of works her way up from absolute poverty and and starts her own brothel and stuff like that so i'm really interested in the subject of this film um so yeah there there is talk of her doing that um and there was talk of her but this is a, a long time ago of her doing a biopic on um Oh, I'm forgetting her name, but this was an Indian astronaut uh, oh. that worked in NASA as well. So she was supposed to do the biopic of that person. Um, so in terms of Hindi films, I don't think she has a lot going on, to be honest. But I think she is not going to let go of Hindi films completely. Um, so she's got The Sky is Pink coming out this year, and that's got... Um, she plays the mother of uh, 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 of a motivational speaker, and mm -hmm. her husband is played by Farhan Akhtar in the film. 
Oh, and yeah. So oh, um, I she, love their I love their chemistry in Dildarakni Do. So um, that would be awesome. Yes, they were great in Dildarakni Do. Actually, I really loved watching them together. And um, so she's doing that film. So that's one Hindi film that she's doing. And as we all know, she infamously walked out of Bharat. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But in terms of Hindi films, I don't think she has a lot going on. Um, and her. Hollywood films are kind of all up in the air as well because she was supposed to do uh, Cowboy Ninja Viking, which was supposed to be like a superhero film with Chris Pratt. But that got postponed as well for some reason because there was some, uh, you know, there was some holdup with the production or something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't think she's got a whole lot going on. But, um, you know, no, the wedding, uh, the wedding is finally done. I don't know if they're back from their honeymoon yet. It's, it, you know, it's been, it's been going on and on and on. But. It's interesting. I don't know if you were aware, she was in talks to do a sitcom in the U.S. based mm. on Madhuri Dixit's life. I mean, they actually it, they actually announced it as well. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, was, I, I met yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the uh, writer. Um, his name is Sri Rao. And he yes. had put out this um, cookbook called, uh, I think it's Bollywood Kitchen. And it both oh, talks really? about films and peer, and his film stills and then talks about food that is relevant to those movies you know so and um so i met him at uh he had like a bookstore signing Mm. and he was talking about it so he wrote bar bar deco uh so he wrote that film so he's he lives in he lives in new york but he has both produced and written some um, Hindi films. And so he has been working on this, but I haven't really heard anything more about it uh, lately. But of course, uh, Madhuri uh, moved to the U.S. and married an American surgeon. So that was supposed to be the whole concept of the sitcom, is that it's like a Bollywood star moves to the suburbs and has to adjust to living in the U.S., you know, like a fish out of water kind of a kind of a sitcom. Yeah. So, you know, and then Priyanka. So I had seen, you know, pictures of Priyanka and Madhuri together. And I was mm. like, OK, I can't wait. but I don't know if everything got kind of shelved because of all the wedding brouhaha or what what exactly. But, yeah, I don't I, I, you know, I don't I, I wasn't a, a huge fan of her Quantico show, but I. I still admired her for kind of uh, putting her stamp and, and doing American television and, you know, expanding her audience. I mean, she's a go-getter, and I had, I admire her for that. Yeah. I to, to be honest, I haven't heard about anything about that sitcom in a while. Um, it was announced, and they said they were working on it, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know where that's gone. Priyanka also announced a book deal. Um, so she was going to be writing a book. But again, I wow. haven't heard anything about that since the announcement. So I, I think there are a lot of projects that were sort of put on put on hold while she got, you know, her personal life together, <laughs> basically, <laughs> and, 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 and had this wedding. Arrange, so maybe... And arranging for the wedding veil that's a, like a football <laughs> field thing. Like... You know, yeah, she I know that to would do. have taken a bit of time to. <laughs> yeah, so I think she's. Um, I hopefully in 2019 she sort of starts uh, with the, the projects come together. So yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm just excited for all of these women that they're they're 
they're shepherding their own career. They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're not just having things happen to them. They're not waiting for yeah. producers to come calling. They're making yeah. their own films. They're making their own career choices. It doesn't mean that they're not participating in, in other, you know, big Bollywood films, but mm-hmm. I admire all of them for, for doing this. And I, I think that's the way to do it is create your own production house and then, you can can do the kind of films that you want to do. And I hope now that Verity Wedding was such a success that people are not going to be so skeptical that yeah. uh, a film centered around a woman can make money. And, I, and to me, that was just ridiculous. That that, But it's part of that patriarchal yeah. attitude of, well, nobody's going to go see that. You know? yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. wants to go see Dishoom instead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I've seen Varun and John with their shirts off before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, not that it's not nice, but yeah, I'd rather see uh, a girls' weekend with all of those actresses. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's important to um, note Vidya Balan's uh, uh, like sort of contribution as well. So Vidya Balan sort of she's been working. She's been doing female centric movies for a long time so yeah so she ever since she did kahani she's only done films which focus on her and i think it's very important to note that she sort of held her ground and hasn't accepted a film that has very little for her to do yeah. And I, she, I don't know yeah. if you're I don't know if you're aware, but she is making her debut in the Telugu industry oh, really? uh, in okay. a few weeks. She oh. is playing the wife of the famous actor and politician NTR. So it's a oh. it's a biopic starring mm-hmm. his son, produced and starring in as his son. But it has, oh. for instance, uh, Rana Dagabati, who was mm. in, um, the villain in Bahubali. Yes. So he yes. is a major point. He is a major part in it. But yeah. Vidya Balan is playing the wife. And so uh, the trailer that had come out recently, mm-hmm. I had no idea she was attached to the project. And I was like, wow, because she had quite a significant uh part in the the trailer so if that lives up to how much screen time she's going to be you know i i i admire her for you know spreading out and doing different industries as well i mean she's a great actress and it's exciting i'm assuming she's probably going to be dubbed i don't know Mm. um yeah for instance nawaz Siddiqui is doing a tamil film and he's going to be dubbed okay no, so, um, and we, yeah, we have stars going both ways. We were talking about Sonam. Sonam next picture, Sonam's next picture is one I am so excited about. The Zoya Factor. <laughs> the Zoya and, Factor, yeah. <laughs> and if, if anyone doesn't know why, it's because the stars Dol Karsam, who <laughs> I love so much. Oh, he um, is, he is such a darling. Um, I really, he's so charming, honestly. He is so charming. Oh God! I mean, and it makes me it makes me laugh now. But I saw him in OK Conmy. I had no idea he was a star kid. I had no idea that he was the son of one Mamuti, of the biggest yeah. actors, Mamuti, in the yeah. uh, Malayalam industry. I had no clue. And he was so charming in that movie. And so he did one Hindi film with Irfan Khan that came out. Karwan, uh, yeah, yeah, Karwan, which was nice, but it was small. Mm-hmm. And and I think. 
you know, this is going to be his big splash. Yeah. And, you know, co-starring with Sonam, he's playing the captain of the cricket team. And mm. I, you know, I read the novel that it's, the film is based on, and I was just like, oh, this is going to be such a great part for him. <laughs> it's such <laughs> a great part. So uh, I, yeah. I've been seeing all the Instagram posts of the them on set and so forth, and I think it's going to be such a wonderful pairing, and I think he's going to take... I think he's going to take Bollywood by a storm. So, um, but it's exciting. Uh, you know, Sonam, um, you know, that's her big, her big film that's coming up. I don't know what else she's, well, besides playing, a, we didn't even touch on this, besides playing a lesbian in her next yes! movie. Oh, oh my, my God. Gosh. Yes, yes. So it's, it's, oh my God, it's wonderful marketing because the name of the film that she's doing is called Ek Larki Ko Dekha To Aisa Laga, which if you translate it means, um, I felt a certain way after seeing this girl. And yeah. it's the name, the name of the film is named after a song from uh, a film that Anil Kapoor had done a long time back in the 90s with Manisha Koirala called 1942, A Love Story. And the music for that film was composed by R.D. Berman, who um, was, that was the last film that he actually composed music for. And that was a very big hit song from that film. And um, and so they, they named this film after that song. And you didn't get why. It was just it just seemed like a cute title to give a film. Well, yeah, like, they did the trailer where they showed they showed the scene from 1942, A Love Story. And then they yes. kind of fast forward. It yes. was very cute. Yes, it was very cute. And and now that we know that she's playing a woman who has feelings for another woman, the title makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. It is a film that I am so excited to see. And, you know, I, when I I do trailer reactions and when I talked about it, I said, listen, the fact that Anil was playing her father in a film, that alone was exciting to me. When I saw the first teaser trailer and I saw Juhi, I was like, oh my gosh, Juhi and Anil are going to be in a movie again together. That was enough to get me excited. (laughs) Talking about an older actress coming back. But then, and Raj Kumar Rao, also for him to be reaching a level where he's playing a romantic lead, you know, yes. uh, and not just doing parallel cinema like Newton. Not that those aren't fantastic, but I'm just mm. excited for him that he's reaching yeah. a level to be Sonam Kapoor's romantic lead, you know, opposite. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I uh, heard about this trailer and, and that, you know what the title like as you said really means i'm even more excited about the film and 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 the fact that again sonam is putting her stamp on something that she believes in and Mm -hmm. maybe it's maybe it's in the position of she's married and she feels like i don't have it i don't necessarily have anything to prove you know you know what i mean she's proved herself as a star or whatever and and she can do a part like this and rajkumar rao i think is the perfect a uh, person who, I mean, he did Oligar, you know, with uh, Manaj uh, Bajpayee, yeah. you know, playing a gay professor. So he, and he was playing a journalist in that film. But anyway, you know, this is not the kind of script that he would shy away from. Rajkumar would be happy to be involved in a script like this, no matter probably who mm. the actress was. Mm. Yeah. But it's, um, whereas possibly another actor in the industry might have shied away from being part of a film like this, but you yeah. know, Rajkumar Rao is someone like, yeah, where do I sign? <laughs> so yeah, I know, but yeah. I, I am just over the moon. I thought the, I it was funny. I, you know, I, I, I did the trailer reaction 
and and they were so tasteful in how they showed it yeah. in the trailer with just uh, silhouettes of the two women's heads together from the back or uh, her them holding hands or so forth. Yeah. And, yeah. and that someone actually commented, like, reading all these comments, I have to go back and watch this again because, like... <laughs> <laughs> it was just sort of like it was it went over their head you know if you if you're looking for it it was so obvious but if you yeah. don't realize you yeah know, when she says to Rajkumar Rao uh you're the first person I've told my truth to yeah you know, it, it just yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's obvious if you're looking for it but I'm, I'm over the moon so that one's coming out the first weekend in February yeah. and, and it'll be really interesting to see what the impact that film has Definitely. And I think it's very important to add that Sonam has been a tireless advocate of uh, LGBT rights as well. So this doing this film is very much in line with her belief system as well, I think. Um, So I think it's very commendable that she's chosen to take on a role, which, like you said, a lot of people would have shied away from. So I think it's wonderful. And sorry, I just discovered this because I just did a quick Google. So um, you know how with regards to Sonam, we were talking about Battle for Bittora, which was a film that she and Rhea were supposed to adapt. The person who wrote the Zoya Factor, as the the novel, Anuja Chauhan, is the same author that wrote uh, Battle for Bittora. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and uh, the Zoya Factor is actually being produced by Red Chili's Entertainment as well which is Shah Rukh Khan's production house. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah, so, sh- so there you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't know yeah. if it was a co-production. Doesn't Anil Kapoor, has a, he has, I think, a, a production house. I don't know. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, he, but... he does. Anil Kapoor Pictures. So um, his production house was the one that actually produced, uh, what was it, Aisha and also mm-hmm. um, Veer the Wedding. So, so basically yeah. it's his name that goes on you know, it's his name on the paperwork, but it's Sonam and Rhea that do the actual legwork. Right. Well, it's not uncommon in Hollywood, too, to have mm. multiple production houses uh, team together to pull the money together to yeah, get something yeah, to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it happens. You, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you definitely, well, you definitely see that, especially uh, my husband and I have gone to Sundance several times, and you'll see it, it feels like the credits go on forever because it's one production house after another. You know? <laughs> yeah, they cobbled together yeah. the money from several places. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's so exciting. All of these films that are coming out next year um, and, and the careers of all these women, they're not slowing down. No. Uh, and they're not on pregnancy watch or whatever that we're like, okay, <laughs> that's it. They're done. You know, but yeah. I, the, all of the weddings were so fun and fascinating for me to, you know, I wasn't around for when um, Ashwarya married Abhishek or anything. You know, Abhishek, you know, I, I wasn't around for the big uh, Bollywood weddings of the past. So for me, it was so fun um, just seeing, especially how they honored different traditions. Priyanka mm-hmm. doing both a Western style wedding and an Indian wedding and, and Ranveer and Deepika uh, doing separate ceremonies to yeah. honor each of yeah. their traditions, which, yeah. uh, you know, I'm come from an interfaith fa- uh, marriage myself. So I understand that it's hard to meld families together yeah. and make keep everybody happy. So it mm. just meant for more pictures for us, which was, and more outfits. And <laughs> so it was oh, all gosh. good. It was all good. Yeah. Oh my well, gosh. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I must, was, sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I was just saying, um, Aishwarya and Abhishek Bachchan's uh, wedding was one, again, this was one of the big weddings of uh, the decade. And um, we were very much left high and dry in terms of actual content from the wedding. I remember because this was in the early 2000s when you didn't really have that much of, you know, an internet presence and social media wasn't a thing. So we got these, like, the only pictures we have are of Aishwarya in a car straight after the wedding being driven somewhere, and it's nighttime. So you only have a little bit of the flash lighting up part of her part of her dress. And and then we have a picture of uh, Abhishek Bachchan and Aishwarya on a plane to go to some temple to seek blessings the next day. And that's it. <laughs> Like yeah. we really, and here, and here yeah. now we have cell phone videos yeah. of uh, Ron Beer singing with Amitab at his wedding reception. Like, oh, I loved all of those little cell phone videos at Sonam's wedding too, because it was, um, you know, you had like Sharuk and Salman singing oh together. My oh god. my god, that those was were epic. hilarious! Oh god, that wedding was epic. The the reception. Epic. Yeah, it was absolutely epic. And then obviously at Priyanka's uh, reception in in Mumbai for the film industry, uh, Deepika and Priyanka dancing together to Pinga, their song from Baji Ramastani as well. <laughs> I know. It was just, it was incredible. It was incredible to see. So this has been such a wonderful conversation. Oh, I enjoyed you. it so much. I hope that you will come on again in the future because, uh, I love your writing and I share your, your passion for all things Bollywood. So um, I hope you will come on again in the future. Oh, thank you so much. I was lovely to be invited. It was lovely chatting to you as well. And yeah, I'm definitely going to be on your show in the future. So again, you can find uh, at, at Lipstick Patrol is yes. her Twitter handle. And yep. definitely I will have... In the description for the podcast, the link to the article that she wrote uh, in Bali Brit, so that you can check, you definitely need to check that out if you haven't already because it's uh, amazing. And it just, this is why I wanted to talk to you today because it just put the whole year in perspective for me of how amazing a year it really was for all of the women in the Hindi industry. Mm. And also, uh, Sal, your previous guest, also yes. wrote an article about her best films of 2018. And she also touched extensively on the women in those films as well. So check that out, too. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, it was. That was. It, thank you for mentioning that, because you're right. That was another uh, great article in Bali Brit. So do check out the uh, Bali Brit site if you haven't already, because it's a, one of my favorites and you know, great contributors, again, from around the world. All right. Thanks so much for joining me. You can find me on Twitter at ParteZYT and, of course, my YouTube channel, Pardezy Review.